Hey there, he's, she's, they's, and we's. You're listening to another episode of Let's Talk Life podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to Let's Talk Life on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram. Please share our podcast with your friends, send us a comment, or forward pictures of your dogs. We love it all. Now, without further ado, I'm Angela. And I'm Jackie. And you're listening to Let's Talk Life podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about coming in to our coming out experiences. When we realized we were queer, the dissonance and dysphoria we felt along the way, and how we tried to thrive as queer ladies. Let's get into it, Anne. All right, let's get into it. Um, oh. What a beautiful topic. Okay. I, it's really been maybe a personal disappointment that it's taken us this long (laughs) to do a a queer episode like this. Um, I know, I know I'm, I'm surprised, but I think we, we didn't do it because like we're queer in our everyday Right. Right. To an extent, like we just like live as queer people and we talk about it among um, and our friends. So I think we did not we did not think until this moment to have it as a pod episode. Um, But you're right. Like really, I think a big part of who we are and um should be a big part of our podcast because we are certainly an LGBTQ plus friendly pod. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And I, I know that like speaking of coming into our coming out, I feel like coming out videos were really big for me in realizing mm. who I was um, as a, as a queer person. So it's, it's cool. Oh, I, that's I, so interesting. I remember, yeah, that it was. Yeah, it, those those it, are big on YouTube, especially. Yeah, yeah. When did you first start watching? Like, talk about that more. When did you first start watching these coming out videos? And like, whose did you watch? Oh man, <laughs> I love. We're gonna <laughs> it's get not too embarrassing for you. <laughs> lesbian YouTube land. No, I love it. Um, okay, I. I have a hard time pinpointing um, years and things like that, but I'm going to say maybe like 2015, 2016 is when I started Mm. watching. Uh, Yeah, uh, maybe. Or 2014. Sometime between 2014 and 2016. Okay, yeah. That's like your sophomore year of college, for instance. Yeah. I um, was starting to come to terms with sexuality like in general just as a topic Um, (laughs) because my process was very staged in a way it was like okay maybe I'm maybe it's just a hormonal issue maybe I'm asexual maybe I'm just attracted to this one person who happens to be a girl maybe I'm attracted to like the person and not the gender oh shit like I like women period that that was kind of my I see my evolution right yes exactly um 
but yeah, I, when I when I did start to watch coming out videos, it was um, Shannon Beveridge and and Cami Scott, <laughs> who were like a big lesbian YouTube couple uh, at the time, and you know it just made sense. I also read a book. I don't I don't know how I came to reading this book. I probably googled like books on sexuality or something, but I'm I'm pretty sure the book is called like Sexuality is Fluid, something like that. But I read that and then I watched um some gay YouTube, some lesbian YouTube. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm like at least not straight, that's for sure. Did it help like normalize like that feeling for you yeah I mean I think it was helpful to be able to I don't know like name the experience I was having like oh this is like a coming out experience or this is like a queer experience Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I think that it probably helped me intellectually like mentally and then the coming out process itself to like the person that I was attracted to at the time that made me realize and then like family members and all that is a very it doesn't necessarily help with that maybe so much as it just helps with um just realizing oh I'm not the only person that has felt these feelings or had this experience do you feel like looking back on your childhood did you feel gay as a child? So gay. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like the gayest little kid ever. <laughs> Why but, do you say that? Okay. It, it's, I mean, I, I feel like I fall into a very stereotypical um, lesbian, like the stereotype of a lesbian, like short hair, mask presenting um and uh like into sports <laughs> whatever it's right? true or, yeah like you're yeah. your jockey yeah it's it's the stereotype um so when I was a kid I didn't want to wear girls clothes I hated wearing dresses cried about it <laughs> um mm. I wore snapbacks um what else? I was like very, I feel like in hindsight, all of my really close relationships to other um, girls were always kind of like a little bit obsessive, a little bit like infatuation. I'm just going to like want to spend all my time with you constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel that looking back as well. Yeah. Totally. In fact, my, this is like a joke in my family, but we have my sister-in-law's sister is a lesbian um married to her wonderful partner and she was like just waiting for me to come out she knew when i was a kid like that's <laughs> gay that's a gay girl right there um, <laughs> i cannot imagine how uh how justified and like vindicated she felt when you when you came out oh my god like yes i, I knew it though See, I would have, sometimes I'm like, why didn't you guys just tell me? Like, (laughs) hey, little gay Ange, what what you doing over there? 
Um, I'm gonna have to bring out some pictures. There's like one picture that is the epitome of little gay me. It's funny what you said, like, oh, why didn't somebody just tell me? You know, you're gay, kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> because when I was younger, said so, this so like it's interesting. I am obviously not obvious because right this is my voice this is podcast I am more traditionally femme presenting Mm -hmm. and I would consider myself bisexual pansexual I am attracted to who I'm attracted to I'm Mm -hmm. not really a person who cares about gender um and I like to dress mask some days I like to dress hyper femme some days I just go with my emotions. Um, But I have always been queer in like many senses of the word. Um, Like I've been, you know, the odd one out. I've always been a little strange or a little flamboyant or yeah. Um, And that you know, kids just have such an interesting, I don't know, like sixth sense Hmm. about these things, even when they're children. And I was called gay by some of my peers when I was just a child in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I did have, I, I was not like, someone who got along with boys very well they would pick on me and I had very intense female friendships Mm -hmm. and I also was like a little odd I don't know I would you know be made fun of for what I wore sometimes and admittedly I would dress like I said a little almost flamboyant sometimes like I specifically remember one time I wore this entire like denim get up like it was like this very fabulous in my opinion oh. like denim one piece jumpsuit with like <laughs> bell bottom flare bottoms and I wore like a chain link belt and it had a matching denim hat I thought I was so bad you would have been I was, bad today yeah Bring I was ridiculed back. though <laughs> and they were oh like God. what are you doing and I was like what do you mean I I'm fabulous oh and I just what didn't fit I always felt like wow I guess I just don't fit Mm -hmm. in this small town because I just don't fit within the confines that they're putting me in um and I didn't I don't know I and when kids would call me gay again so interesting right that they know that they knew that somehow what like yeah um and I would always like come up with some stupid retort like well gay means happy so (laughs) but but I was and it wasn't like I was afraid of being gay though Mm -hmm. because I grew up in a family that has one, you know, one of my uncles is gay and has been throughout my entire life, a very like stable and positive representation of the queer community. Mm -hmm. Um, And him and his partner have always been a relationship that I look up to. And so I, 
never thought being gay was a bad thing. And it's not like I ran away from it. I just don't think I really nurtured it until extremely recently. Um, yeah, I, as, I as Ange- Angela knows, yeah, I date, I've dated only men um, up to this point in my life. And yet I have had attractions to women probably since I was in like the third grade. I can recall having attractions to women. Mm -hmm. You and I went to like probably one of the gayest colleges. One could very true. Emerson College, folks. Yeah, if you're if you're a gay, (laughs) go there. Actually, go there. I mean, and if you're if you are queer in any way, if you feel like the odd kid out in any sense, I would say that is the perfect school for you. Yeah, yeah. Self-expression is is certainly welcomed there. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting to me, like, that would be the place for you to play as a as a queer person. Yes, yes, one would think. And you didn't. I know. What the hell, Jackie? <laughs> I know. Um, like, what was, well, first going, off, what was going through your mind? Oh, well, no. I could say the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. We did not take advantage of just how gay our college is when we were there. I don't know. My answer is I don't know. I, I really can't say. I, I will say that I didn't have a lot of, like, women come on to me. And I oh, think I was just you know that you know. I guess that I know, right? But I I do think I was too I don't know, just I guess not ready. I really can't explain it. Really can't. And it um wasn't the time. Yeah, it just wasn't the time. I honestly. Um, you know, I I, I did not have that experience there and sure certainly it would have been a very convenient time to have the experience and I just didn't yeah and also I will say I think um okay I think the reason why I even mentioned right oh well women didn't come on to me is because it is somewhat easier that men came on to me like men were making it obvious right that they were attracted to me that they wanted me Mm -hmm. and it was and perhaps still is such a less forward thing with women yeah I would love to get into that (laughs) so I think that is really that's probably a very large reason why I've just dated men because men have been more forward about wanting to be with me and I'm like well they're easy so yeah Yeah, you're easy so all right guess I'll fuck you but (laughs) (laughs) no but that's such a I guarantee you that's such a common experience among um 
bi pan women like i recently had an instagram interaction with one of my bi friends and i was like when are you gonna be done dating men (laughs) like you know i said it joking oh my god i know okay this is this is (laughs) maybe a personal give us a break (laughs) (laughs) this is a personal pet peeve of mine i'm like it i feel like bi and pan women will make jokes about hating men and i'm like just fucking date a woman like Mm. what what are you doing (laughs) but i get it it's easier and there's also this joke and there is a lot of truth in it that like you can't on on a dating app you'll exchange like maybe one message with another girl and it will go nowhere Or like you were saying, it's difficult to differentiate a platonic relationship with another woman versus Mm -hmm. like, oh, this woman's actually interested in me romantically. Mm. Like the flirting is the same (laughs) in all scenarios. God, so frustrating. I really, I saw this love, love, like, queer tiktok so yes there i saw this video once and it was like you know i think the reason for this what we're discussing is because women are like you're just like from a child you're conditioned to be friendly with girls you're just conditioned i think to be like hey girl like what's up and you really have to tone that down yeah. When you're into another girl because somehow there has got to be a difference like right. in letting them know I'm not this is not just like friendship. Yeah. And it's so strange because when I talk to okay for instance I have a lot of um gay guy friends and they describe this like so much such a a more distinct and like in my opinion it sounds like an easier experience to to tell if a guy is into you and you're a guy Mm -hmm. because they're like oh we just like do like this kind of stare and you can tell that they want you some kind of approach it's like so I don't know like primal with them they can tell And I'm like, yeah, what what the fuck is going on with us girls? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm sure so many of us are into each other. And why can't we <laughs> just get over ourselves enough to be a little bolder? Yeah, yeah, a little more forward. I would like to try that for myself. I would like to try to be a little more forward yeah when it comes the time where I can't die from dating um <laughs> it's a bad time pandemic um <laughs> I I don't intend to like dilly dally too much I don't want to be in some kind of questioning friend zone right, right, right. for too long you know I mean especially if you're on a dating app and you have selected your interest in women Mm -hmm. like okay 
listen, we're both into women. Like, let's just figure out if we're into each other and get this show on the road. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I mean. I'm as confuzzled as you are. Yeah, but it hasn't been that way. Um, and yeah, there were a couple, I think, I think I, I did, uh, you know, talk to both men and women when I moved back to New Jersey from New England about like two years ago, three years ago or so now. And I just had conversations with women. It was Mm -hmm. men who, you know, brought up meeting up or going out on dates. And yeah, like I said, it's like, they're easy. Uh, Very funny thing to say about men, just to flip it the other way. But yeah, I, I, I want some easy women. Yeah. Take you just want, the best you just want someone to be like, hey, I'm into you. Can we, can we like could do something with this? Yeah. Um, yes. I also think it's interesting how, um, I'm pretty sure I learned this in social psych. I don't know how relevant or how accurate this information is anymore. So feel free to fact check me. Um, but typically women will make more emotionally intimate bonds with each other than men do with mm. each other. Like men will bond over activities and women will get, you know, you know, you know what this is like. We, we talk about our feelings, our experiences, our fears, our blah, blah, blah. And I, I also think that that makes it a bit harder because like, that's the default, but that's also something that is like really important, at least to me Mm -hmm. in a romantic relationship. Like, I don't want to have sex with you and until I know that like, the emotional intimacy, the mental connection is there. Jackie might not need that. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are bugging right now because I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think hey. I need all that. <laughs> so Jackie's even easier than I am. Yeah, I'm easy, ladies. So come after her. Really? Yeah, see, see, the, the, yeah. Maybe, okay, so maybe that complicates it for me, but that wouldn't necessarily complicate it for every single girl that's trying to date girls right now um what was your like coming out experience like and do you think coming out this is kind of like an age-old question right like is (laughs) should coming out be a thing also like shout out to jojo siwa oh yeah because she just became like pretty much one of the youngest icons and stars to come out saying that she's attracted to women and she's like not you know using a label right now she's not saying you know I'm a lesbian or I'm bisexual Mm -hmm. she's just like I am dating a woman right now and I love this girl and I just want to be honest about that about Mm -hmm. who I am I'm I think that is so incredible. Yeah. So I, I do think coming out as it most, especially for public figures, it has so much, it has a lot of good consequences in my opinion, because it like influences other people. Mm-hmm, right. But I think sometimes <laughs> for us, like regular Joes, it feels like, why do I have to come out? 
especially because sometimes it's like hello you can tell i was gay by now yeah something's wrong with you some people hey man some people have uh parents that are in denial oh Um, yes i okay so i'm gonna answer the age-old question first right which is like do i feel like people should have to come out i think no (laughs) i i mean i think you should do whatever you want to do at the end of the day but there like there are certain people that i came out to like i came out to my parents but i didn't come out to you like you guys my friends i i think i i just like showed up one day and we were at a diner and i was talking about a girl and like that was it but i didn't i was like all right guys i need i need to sit y'all down and i need to tell you something i'm gay i guess that's true yeah i didn't do it i didn't do it not with my friends because i knew that like it wouldn't be a big deal like what were you gonna say oh yeah congrats <gasps> oh my god we didn't know at that point i, <laughs> I had cut my hair I, like yeah i was dressing more masculine whatever right so like again okay when when it came to my parents um it was not again it was sort of a little bit weird because it was the staged thing um I came out right it feels so like yeah I guess okay when I came out to my sister I texted her and she said um gay is the new black is what she said (laughs) okay okay so that was fine good great (laughs) wonderful um came out to I don't think I even came out to like my brother and my sister Mm -hmm. I think they just like ended up figuring out again naturally Mm -hmm. um with my mom it was like I think I'm not straight and for her it was more difficult for her it was like oh there's still a chance that my kid might be able to like be in a relationship with a man and she was I feel like holding out hope for a while and of course one day I was like yeah mom like it's it's legit ladies yeah the ship has sailed the ship has sailed um and even after that like we you know she would push my buttons about the way that I would dress and like Mm -hmm. oh and and then it was a conversation about well like some lesbians don't you know don't cut their hair and they don't they don't look like lesbians why do you and so it was quite a process. I'm sorry to laugh. It's just, yeah, there's a learning curve, clearly. Yeah, totally. Totally. I've, I've talked to my therapist about this. Well, she was my therapist, if you're listening. Thank God. Yeah, no, of course. Um, this is why we need therapists, so that we yeah. can laugh about these experiences. Yeah, yeah. And then it's funny, like, I told my dad years later, like, properly at, at the dinner table. I was like, I, you know gotta tell you something I'm, I'm gay and he was like yeah I know and I was like all right and for, for him he said he knew he always knew so I'm like okay huh. like one parent right. was more perceptive or maybe less in denial more I don't know I don't know I don't know what 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 was different for him and his experience of me versus my mom's experience of me um but yeah other than that I don't think I sat anyone else in my life down and told them that I was gay other than Mm -hmm. the girl 
the girl at the time that I was like into yeah like wildly yeah when you when you fall for a straight girl sad yes I have done that actually Um, (laughs) yeah I think it is very there is something and you know maybe this is because I'm like right like millennial totally uh us and gen z right like I think we're referred to as like the queer generations we're just so much more accepting and so much more um eager to like buck any kind of labels really and confines but I find it very odd when parents um you know, like, are disappointed if their child is gay and not disappointed in, like, the sense that, oh, my God, you're gay. It's a sin. Not even going there, right? They're disappointed because it's, like, they feel like you're losing something or they're losing something. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, you know what? This is a super advanced world. Like, gay couples can have children if uh, that's what they're worried about like your grandkids <laughs> right I feel like that is what a lot of people quote-unquote mourn like as parents they're like oh no I'll never have my own grandbabies don't be so selfish <laughs> pretty m- really though that is what it is <laughs> um it is very selfish and also there's like so many straight couples that have fertility issues or choose to be child free Uh, So there really is no guarantee. Um, Yeah, it's it's like them centering themselves. And it's very hard, of course, as the child to then get over that. But you know what? That's their problem. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to think about having to come to terms with your own sexuality while also being compassionate for your parents experience. Yeah, you know, discussing, you mentioning that uh, straight girl, probably just one of many that you were in love with. (laughs) Um, Let's face it, we've all been there. Um, I do think it's funny and like also not fair, like kind of hypocritical of me that like, you know, when there's a girl I'm attracted to, right? And I'm like, I think we're vibing and uh and then you find out right like she has a boyfriend or Mm -hmm. she's straight and you're like you're too good for that girl (laughs) I had that thought and I'm like wait what (laughs) what does that mean I'm like judging this chick for living the life that I live I mean just because I right like i dated guys and I'm people could literally say that about me and it's like but that is the thought that I've had I'm like oh no you you could do so much better I mean yeah you know some girl out there (laughs) so so honestly (laughs) this is this is a funny thought that I've had sometimes which is I I would never I don't wish I don't wish to be straight like, I wouldn't want to be straight if I had the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also had the thought, like, gosh, it must be easier to date a man. Like, it would be easier to date a guy. It is. 
I'm like the I it would like I don't, I don't know, know what though. it is but f- like f- relationships with other women are so intense uh, or maybe maybe uh, we just all need therapy and that's why <laughs> so fucking intense. <laughs> but I'm just like you know they you know maybe it's all know, the Scorpio in my chart. I don't fucking know. I have had a a few very intense relationships with men though. They can okay. get intense. Um, I think I think perhaps it just happens at different times. I think women get intense really fast Mm -hmm. and with men they like want to start everything very like easy they want to come off chill but it's because they're like stuffing all of their problems inside and eventually they surface and they make for very intense moments in the relationship because you're already in it and you're like holy Mm -hmm. shit we got to deal with this you know, fucking thing that just came out of nowhere and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I had some some certainly very intense um, relationships with men at times and drama filled at times. Men can certainly be drama queens mm-hmm. because again, I do not think a lot of them are um like taught to have emotional intelligence and like process their emotions properly and so it just comes out in like all the wrong ways sometimes i could see that happening yeah so yes and i mean there is domestic violence present in same-sex relationships Mm -hmm. i do not want to discredit that but the rates are much higher in male-female relationships. And usually it's men who are the perpetrators. And that's an intensity of a, a much darker kind. Yeah. And I do right. think a lot of it probably results from their own childhood trauma and, you know, all those horrible expectations of toxic masculinity that are being shoved on them. Yeah. And if only we raised men a little more the way we raised women, I would like to see that because I think it would do all of us a lot of good in our relationships. I agree. Again, everyone go to therapy. I wish this podcast episode was sponsored by like BetterHelp. <laughs> yes. Yes, though. Oh, we'll have to work on that, folks. Yeah, BetterHelp. <laughs> We'll have to work on that. Yes, absolutely. Because we are so pro. Talk to a pro. <laughs> yeah, take care of your mental health, your emotions, so that you treat your partners with, uh, you know, a little love, more grace. love and care. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yourself as well. Yeah. And so that maybe th- there's less intensity and more stability. Yeah. I think sometimes um I can be attracted to like drama sometimes oh you know I don't have that that thought I'm not like oh all my problems will be solved when I date a woman yeah definitely definitely not yeah (laughs) people trigger people it's just right 
you know yeah. Doesn't really yeah. we're all just people ways. yeah yeah um okay have you come out how how's your coming out experience I really started pretty much like I, I would say I, I came out to myself, right? Like I really ex- started to accept instead of like stuff down or like I've always been attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Like I've always found women attractive. I've always looked at women's bodies and I just thought that was normal honestly and I think to a certain extent it is um and so that's why I was like you know it's just normal for for women to be attracted to women sometimes and it is it's literally it's it is normal but I I wasn't thinking of it as like oh it's normal for me to be attracted to girls in that way Mm -hmm. I was like oh it's just like just a this just a thing it's just a (laughs) part of me that'll I'll just be dating a guy, but I, it's totally normal that I am just staring at this woman across the room the entire time. And my boyfriend notices that's totally normal. Right. Did that happen to you? Has literally happened. Yes. (laughs) And I did not even realize I, I don't realize I'm staring sometimes like this has happened to me several times. Um, Not like with boyfriends every time, but like where people have been like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Got distracted by this woman's beautiful chest. My apologies. Oh my um, oh. Just be like that sometimes. You for me. I ogle. I do ogle. My oh apologies, my ladies. I am just appreciating. Um, That's how I feel too. But <laughs> I... <laughs> We could talk also about that would be such an interesting type of conversation though is like the female gaze and like is it like like rude for a certain amount of like time to stare? I mean, I'm not like gonna cat call a girl. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's not like your deletage. That's all. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I accepted okay. Um and started to embrace my attraction to women probably when I was coming out of my last serious relationship with a man. I was feeling, um, you know, started to feel just a little bit unfulfilled, like something wasn't right, um, and just felt burgeoning attraction to women. And yeah, that's when I, you know, when I moved back to New Jersey and I had both men and women on my dating app Mm -hmm. obviously it didn't work out I just caught men as the fish because like we said easy catch but that I did I was more accepting at that point and I started watching like way more like just I started exploring my sexuality more Mm -hmm. like I started um watching porn something I like never did before yeah that was part of my process too Uh, it's very interesting yeah because I think it's just like you finally accepting your sexuality and like yourself as a fully sexual being and like your attractions yeah And, and that was huge for me and I really came out to my friends like I started to tell my very close childhood friends um 
that I was attracted to women. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think they were terribly surprised. They're very, I have, you know, pretty accepting friends. And, but in terms of my parents, I guess I have not like formally come out to them and been like, I'm attracted to women as well. Mm -hmm. But I do think, I mean, I just don't think that they would be surprised if I brought home a girl and was like, I'm seeing this girl. Yeah. And when I was very young, I can't tell if I asked my mom this because I was trying to push her buttons or like test her. Mm -hmm. But I did ask her, like, what would you say if I'm gay? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. How old were you? Do you remember how old you were? I don't know. I mean, middle school, younger. Okay. And she, you know, just said probably what is like a perfect textbook parent response. So, well, I would love you no matter what. You know that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. So I I haven't felt the need to, to come out, have that conversation with them. And honestly, I probably won't. Mm-hmm. until unless I you know start dating women mm. and then I'll probably just bring it up do you feel like if you never dated if you were to never I don't formally know, date a woman yeah you would just never say anything to my parents possibly but I also wouldn't shy away from it if it came up in any kind of sense Mm, okay and I mean if it really were to go on that long I probably would want to bring it up because even if I were to never have a serious relationship with a woman you know I don't want to like erase that part of myself it's still a truth of me um I'm not gonna buy erasure myself right uh that was kind of like the uh, the leading question it was a leading question that's what I had in my head yeah and that's like super real struggle for so many people who identify as bisexual or pansexual Mm -hmm. like you are oftentimes defined by your dating history or your current partner right people then just like invalidate the feelings that are living within you currently and that feels really invalidating yeah I have a friend who is in a long-term relationship with a guy and she has come out to me as bisexual and expressed this very frustration that she oftentimes finds people you know invalidating her attraction and it's like listen I I'm in love with a man. You're really going to like hold my heart against me. I'm still a person who knows that I'm attracted to women in a romantic way. Uh, Two things can be true. I mean, is your, is your answer to the age old question the same essentially? I believe that public coming out experiences can be very powerful. Like, even if I was, okay, a teacher or like a somewhat 
better well-known journalist than the small one that I am right like if I was in front of any kind of crowd literally any kind of crowd and I came out that would be powerful and it's very powerful when like a celebrity comes out or a Mm -hmm. football player you know somebody in a sphere that is still combating discrimination against sexuality Mm -hmm. I think it is still important to have a coming out experience but I do not think a person should be obligated to yeah I think it's pretty clear that it shouldn't be a have to like no one should have to come out yeah 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 a hundred percent agree it's just I I can't you know I just I know how powerful it it can be to witness somebody accepting themselves because then like like you said watching those coming out videos helped you yourself mm-hmm. accept who you were and come out so i'm i'm a little bit um divided on it it's funny like i almost feel like coming out to people who like don't know you is more powerful than and important than coming out to like your parents huh very very odd but that's kind of how I feel about it my parents would probably object to that yeah probably but (laughs) parents are you know parents are parents yeah whatever (laughs) um that's an interesting thought like coming out to people that don't know I mean I feel like for someone who is straight passing like even more so again because of the whole erasure thing for me it feels like it's written on my face so I don't but I I agree with what you're saying I we all make very quick judgments about people when we see them Mm -hmm. um like a hundred judgments that don't even come to your head that you realize you've made Uh, absolutely um and I think it is so refreshing every time somebody like busts your conception of them yeah I'm like yo it, what am I thinking haven't I been alive long enough to know that I can't assume literally anything yeah but I haven't I'm still learning it's awesome mm-hmm. also I'm just curious when is the last time that you were hit on by a man uh there's gotta be because I know you're like oh, oh no I'm actually, so obviously gay but like it totally happens listen no I I, I can remember that <laughs> I can remember it vividly yeah there might have been a time after this but I was in college like it was like 2017 okay 2016 almost 2017 and I was at a Halloween party and this guy like basically wanted me to come home with him (laughs) (laughs) oh I remember this story it's so funny (laughs) it's so funny I mean I kind of like mm, we you know we don't need to like tell the story I think he's the the one and only guy I've ever kissed actually (laughs) wow that's titillating to imagine as well god you know it was a Halloween party everyone can use their imagination but don't get too saucy it wasn't it wasn't like that but it it was like he he wanted it to be like that and I yeah no I was, re- I was rescued. Yeah. Um, yeah, you went home with a girl that night, correct? Sure, sure did. Yeah, <laughs> sure okay. Did. As was the right move. Cheers to that. So, 
Yeah, cheers, everyone. Um, so yeah, I think that was the last time that I was hit on by a guy. Yeah. I think it would be beautiful to discuss like what what our future hopes are for our queer selves. I feel like at this moment, there's a lot of things that I'm exploring um, around gender expression, body hair, boobs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) gender dysphoria. Very true. Um, You know, the non-binary community, transness, like what this all means. I, I mean, I think as someone who obviously is part of the queer community, but also as a mental future, like mental health practitioner, I want to know as much as I can about all of these different communities. And I'm also in doing that, reflecting on my own identity, like might it change? I don't know. That is amazing. I think it is so important to give yourself the room to change and grow. Like Mm -hmm. the room and the acceptance to change and grow. You know, changing is not a bad thing. And getting to know yourself better through your life and getting closer to expressing yourself in a way that makes you feel most like who you really are. That's there's, there can be nothing bad about that. No, it's a freeing experience. So yeah, I think that's my hope is just to continue to, um, explore like the conversations in the queer community that are happening um and also just like get clear on what is true for me I think it's Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy I I was listening to like a bit of a podcast um fuck what's her name Allison Raskin and Gabby Gabby Dunn oh Gabby Dunn is yeah absolutely well she's been around on the interwebs for a long time Okay, yeah. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. She, um, or they, they were having this conversation, like, their partner is trans, trans mass. Yes, Mal. Yeah, Mal. And Gabby was explaining how, it's kind of like, how do I differentiate what what my truth is Mm -hmm. um, in the midst of all of this information that I'm digesting? Like, just because I'm seeing conversations about people coming out as non-binary or trans that might not mean that I'm trans but it's something to explore what like what is the actual truth I've had my own like oh my god am I trans I'm gonna I like bought a binder and everything and then I was like yeah I mean I think the more you learn yeah it expands I mean if you have never seen the ocean and then you see the ocean yeah you might be like oh shit I think I like like might want to swim and it's something you've never done before you never even were exposed to it and that's not your fault like it's new and and I think it's okay to explore something that you're literally just learning about because it might be for you I love that yeah what what, what are your hopes I I hope to um like really explore my sexuality more Mm -hmm. I hope to have fun with women I hope 
to date women and men and non-binary individuals. I want to like open myself up to, I want to, I want to further open myself up. Yeah. Because I think I always have been an open person who's just limited myself and I just look forward to growing more um, in the queer community that I have loved as an ally for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look forward to being accepted into it as a queer person myself who is finally accepting themselves. Oh, Jackie, you've always been a part of it. Gosh, thanks, Ange. You're so welcome. accepting. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this uh, pandemic to be over so that we can, you know, live our, our queer lives, go out, like, to bars to the very, very few <laughs> lesbian bars that exist. Yeah, we might, um, have to, might have to hit the city. Might have to hit say uh, any listener suggestions. If there are listeners, y'all better come out of the woodworks now because we could use some. We know suggestions. We know about cubbyhole. We know about Hen- Henrietta's. We know about feathers. But if you know any happening queer spots, queer coffee shops. Yeah. I mean, New Jersey. Why? Why does LA just get all of them? seemingly oh based on the l word that's how it seems i'm gonna move to la just like the what the hell <laughs> i'm telling you they're they're like all their yeah. youtubers we're just fucking chilling in new jersey trying to find a gay coffee shop <sighs> the turmoil dude it's fine also if you're if you're listening to this and you want to be um part of a queer girl gang please um reach out yeah, we're we're accepting up. I'm essentially trying to build <laughs> the like the LA lesbian group. I w- I want to build in New Jersey. Okay, that's all. Be here, be queer. Yep. You didn't make any. You that was like one pun. We got. I one. know. I know. I know. We're gonna go in. Sorry. That's fine. That's all for us today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Life. You can like and follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Life and subscribe most places where you find your favorite podcasts. Let's Talk Life is produced by Jackie and Angela with editing and sound design by Angela. See you all next time.